You're listening to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Lexington podcast. Take a moment to center yourself in this space and enjoy this week's sermon. Good morning again. Today's reading is entitled, I Want to Be with People by the Reverend Dana Warsnup. Often people say that they love coming to a place with so many like-minded people. I know just what they are getting at, and I know that they aren't getting it quite right. I don't want to be with a bunch of people who think just like me. I want to be in a beloved community where I don't have to think like everyone else to be loved to be eligible for salvation. I want to be with people who value compassion, justice, love, and truth, though they have different thoughts and opinions about all sorts of things. I want to be with independent-minded people of good heart. I want to be with people who have many names and no name at all for God. I want to be with people who see in me goodness and dignity, who also see my failings and foibles, and who still love me. I want to be with people who feel their interconnection with all existence and let it guide their footfalls upon the earth. I want to be with people who see life as a paradox and don't always rush to resolve it. I want to be with people who are willing to walk the tightrope that is life and who will hold my hand as I walk mine. I want to be with people who let church call them into a different way of being in the world. I want to be with people who support, encourage, and even challenge each other to higher and more ethical living. I want to be with people who inspire one another to follow the call of the Spirit. I want to be with people who covenant to be honest, engaged, and kind, who strive to keep their promises and hold me to the promises I make. I want to be with people who give of themselves, who share their hearts and minds and gifts. I want to be with people who know that human community is often warm and generous, sometimes challenging, and almost always a grand adventure. In short, I want to be with people like you. That was I Want to Be With People by the Reverend Dana Warshnop. She is a UU minister serving the UU Church of Ventura in California. Thank you, Liz. If you've been a Unitarian Universalist for any amount of time, you've no doubt become familiar with the very bad jokes about us. Why don't the Unitarian Universalists have church in the summer? God trusts them. That one doesn't land anymore because we have church in the summer. We used to not have church in the summer, right? A UU prayer, dear God, if there is a God, if you can, 
Save my soul if I have a soul. Amen. An airplane was about to crash, and the flight attendant asked a UU minister on board to pray. The minister responded, let us all join hands for silent meditation. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a Unitarian Universalist with a Jehovah's Witness? Someone who knocks on your door for no apparent reason. <laughs> An interfaith ecumenical center was on fire. The Baptists immediately grabbed the water. The Episcopalians marched out in grand style. The Presbyterians formed a committee. And the Unitarian Universalists roasted marshmallows. <laughs> we could keep going all day. <laughs> Maybe you've heard all of those or some of them. It's good to have some laughs every now and then. Nowadays, I need not remind us of all the lines drawn in the sand that are wide and far between us. It feels like things need to remain serious 24-7 all the time. If our tradition loses its sense of humor, that is the day I know I am no longer a Unitarian Universalist. Now I ebb and flow with jokes like this that we tell about ourselves, and there are so many that many of you know as well. I'll laugh along, sometimes I cringe, because there are some really bad ones, and I think I spared you our worst ones this morning. But humor is great. Religion should bring both joy and be a joy amidst everything else. Sometimes, though, I do wonder what jokes like those communicate about who we are as a people. Do we take everything seriously? Absolutely not. But are we often seen as a loosey-goosey, hippy-dippy, wink-it-up-as-we-go-along New Age religion? Yes, many of you have experienced that. We can certainly poke fun at who we are. We should. We as a religious people are a delight and an absurdity just as any other religion in the best way possible. But we should also be prepared to tell people who we really are, what's at our core. I don't know if you've noticed, but except for this morning, most of our congregation, half of it's been online and half of it's been in person, and that's kind of changing a bit, but among us, we have several new faces, week after week after week. And we're all getting to know one another as a community, emerging from the worst period of the pandemic. This is a radiant moment before us, to get to know one another again, to get to know who's new among us, and to get our message out there. Because if you've taken notice of this world of ours lately, you know our values. Our message needs to be heard. There is someone in this world this morning, maybe dozens, hundreds, thousands, millions of someones who need to hear that they have worth and dignity, that they are loved, that their bodies are not to be controlled by the state, that the hells we create on earth do not need to last forever, that it matters not what you believe, but how you live. Our values, our message, this place has something vital to give the world. So yes, be a people of humor, be a people of joy, but also be prepared to tell people what this place means to you, how it rests on your heart. We UUs are really good at the headspace, but the heart space is needed too. I'll never forget, it was another minister in a tradition that we're often confused with. Usually Unitarians are mistaken for unity or unification or anything that begins with a U. 
This minister did not have ill intents on their heart, but they found themselves being asked what Unitarian Universalism is all about. I happened to be within earshot of the conversation and shamelessly eavesdropped. I couldn't wait for the answer. And this minister began with, well, the Unitarians were founded by Thomas Jefferson, so uh, it has a lot to do with him and what he thought. I nearly spit out my drink. Now, I'm a tried and true Midwesterner, and at the end of the day, Chicagoans have Midwestern hearts no matter what they say. All that is to say that eavesdropping and butting in on a conversation is worse than death. <sighs> but I had to. <laughs> oh my goodness, I had to. I was kind. Being a UU minister helped. The other minister thanked me and probably cursed my name afterwards. That's okay. I don't share this as if we need to march out there and correct all the wrong ideas people have about us. But ask a Unitarian Universalist, and they've no doubt run into several misconceptions about who we are. And with so many new folks in our midst, which is such a joy week after week, it's up to each of us to share from the heart what this place means to us. You don't need to know all of the history, but please, if someone does ask, we were not founded by Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> but what is it that brought you here today? Curiosity? Seeking something to anchor you in this world of ours? Our values? Our progressive theology? What has kept you coming? I challenge each and every one of you this morning to come up with at least one answer. And if you don't have one yet, that's okay. If you're still figuring it out, that's okay. It's part of what we're about. But here's five things that have kept me coming back for nearly my entire life, besides being employed as a minister. <laughs> These are five things I would want anyone to know about who we are, jokes aside. Five things that I feel are essential to what make us up as a people. Are there only five things? No, absolutely not. This is not Moses coming down from Mount Sinai saying, here are the five things that make Unitarian Universalism, period, end of day but it's just a start to what could become a very long list if we went around this room this morning. Number one, we are historic. Now, if you know me as a minister, that comes as no surprise to start with history. But fear not, I'm not going to give you dates or histories today. We say it every week in our welcome. We are an historic faith. And we say it for good reason. We are not some brand new religion that appeared overnight. Our roots run deep. When I was in seminary, during my first internship, I had a supervisor who would, during their UU intro class, bring out these giant posters filled with lines and dates. He'd assemble them together into one giant timeline, walk to the far left of the chart, point to the year zero, and go, it begins with Jesus. That's how he would start his UU intro class. And over two hours later... <laughs> the intro class would be over. <laughs> Not many UUs would go that far back, but it's true. Our tradition is anchored in the ethics and great prophets of the Jewish and Christian traditions. The greatest of these is love, right? But more importantly, the core of who we are has been around since time immemorial. The early Unitarian and Universalists, before they had a name, were at those early church councils. And while they did not win the doctrinal battles, they never disappeared. We are historic because our ideas, our values cannot be snuffed out no matter what. 
The values of dignity, freedom, and reason have burned brightly. They've survived inquisitions, wars, oppressions, dictators, and despots. What our history teaches us is that we are onto something. While we may never be the world's largest religion, perhaps we can be the conscience of the world's great religions. A reminder that love and hope and freedom will persist no matter what. Number two, we are religious liberals and radicals. The word liberal is hard to separate from politics today. Maybe it never was separated, and we only believed it to be such. But belonging to what's called a liberal religion has meant, and I still believe, means belonging to a tradition that embraces several things. Chief among them is our embrace of theological diversity, or no theology. We are creedless. We hold true that revelation is not sealed, that there is more truth to be discovered in this life. We affirm the worth and dignity of every single human being. And we do not simply affirm it and rest on our laurels, but we put effort into building a just and loving world. There's more that goes into defining what liberal religion means. We affirm human reason and human emotion. We affirm the teachings of science. We affirm this one fragile life of ours. And I know everyone in this room could add to this list. In 2022, this often means that we are aligned with other progressives in our world. And our message is radical. Why is it radical? Well, you tell me. How are our values going against the grain of this world today? I would hope we would all sing it loud and sing it wide. Here we affirm the statements on the banners outside of our church. They are not just political slogans, they are religious statements. And as long as any of those things needs to be said, and it is dangerous to say them in parts of our world, parts of our country right now this morning, as long as they still need to be said, we will be religious radicals. It's not just about marching on the streets and nonviolent civil disobedience, though that can be radical too. But is it not radical to provide a religious home to those without hope, those who thought they were less than worthy, those who were lost and wandering? Is it not radical to say loud and proud, yes, we are a gay church, a lesbian church, a trans church, a black church, a white church, an atheist church, a church of God, and yes, the goddess too. A church of, I don't know, <laughs> a church that teaches the teachings of, the, of Jesus and the Buddha and the prophets known and unknown, contemporary and from ages past. Is it not radical to deny the fires of hell, theologies of division, the politics of fear, to affirm that there is a love beyond our understanding, be it divine or just human, that says we are not alone and we are enough? Kind of gets you fired up, right? ready to roll and ready to be a force of justice. Number three, yes, we do have limits. I'll never pre forget preaching a sermon once. It was a good old universalist sermon. As a minister, I believe that as long as the fires of hell are preached in pulpits in our world, we have work to do. As universalists, that part of our tradition, the idea of hell is abhorrent to us. Now, I can't tell you the amount of times in my career as a minister thus far People have shared the damage that a belief in hell and an anger God has done to their lives. As an LGBTQ American, I know firsthand how that belief is used against so many of us. And while there are people who do commit great evils in our world, and sometimes I go, I wish there was a place for you to go. 
<laughs> I will not perpetuate the hells they've created in the here and now with more hate, more anger, and more destruction. It was one such Sunday with a message like that that someone who recently started coming came up to me and was quite upset. How could you say there is no hell? I thought you, you, you could believe anything you wanted. There's one of those misconceptions about us. We can believe anything we want. And we can do anything we want. Our behaviors are free within the boundaries of our covenants. The promises we make for how we'll treat one another and be together as a community. And our beliefs as a people are tempered by our principles. And in our principles, I see no room for hellfire and brimstone. I see no room for a vindictive god or goddess, no little devils with pitchforks and horns. I also see no room in our principles for putting kids in cages at our borders or limiting a woman's bodily autonomy, for denying life-saving care to trans people, for kicking LGBTQ kids to the street, for the cycle of poverty that simply perpetuates and worsens in this age, for not doing everything we possibly can to repair this planet of ours. You see where that's going, right? We might come to different conclusions about, how, about some of the things our values teach us, but we still agree to come together and figure it out, to listen, to disagree with love, to share our perspectives, and when all else fails, to agree that our principles are what guides us in this one life of ours. It's not that we can believe anything we want as Unitarian Universalists, it's that our principles illuminate what is life-giving, life-affirming in so many beliefs. That's where the freedom and joy is found. Number four, we punch above our weight. Or in other words, we're the mighty little tradition that could. When women were first ordained to the ministry, Unitarians and Universalists were there. When abolition was sweeping the country, we were there. When colonists first landed on these shores, we were there. When Inquisition swept across Europe, we were there and provided a bright moment of hope in our history. When Dr. King called for white preachers to march to the cause of black liberation, we were there. When marriage equality became the law of the land, we were there in that fight for a long time before that. This is our story. This is our way. Whenever there is a cause for liberation, there we are. We'll be there for women's rights, we'll be there for Black Lives Matter, we'll be there for our trans siblings, for our planet, for causes yet unknown. Being a Unitarian Universalist means you're in good company. Passionate, thoughtful, committed people who seek a better world. And though our religion has always remained pretty small, we're terrible at evangelism, we really are. We pull our weight and then some. Number five, our faith is changing. This is probably the hardest one, but also the greatest gift. For my entire life, we've had seven principles as Unitarian Universalists. Worded as they are in our hymnals and other publications, seven principles I've known well, and now we're headed toward having an eighth. We've adopted an eighth here at UUCL. We're among the first couple dozen of churches to do so nationwide. But wait, there's more. <laughs> more change, great. In a few years, we may have even more principles or less, or an entirely different kind of list or something that guides who we are. Or we won't, and we'll carry on with eight. 
Now, if you don't know what the eight principles are this morning, I invite you to UU 101 after the service. There's the announcement. <laughs> It'll come again. The point of this is that we are continually changing as a religion. Our faith is what we call a living tradition. It lives, it breathes, and parts of it die so that the new can be born. When change comes, we inevitably grieve. It's the human thing to do, to grieve. But it's also our privilege to heal from our grief, to adapt, to be curious, to ensure that whatever newness emerges, we are part or particle of it, to use the words of Emerson. Unitarian Universalists are some of the most resilient, creative, and curious people I've ever had the privilege of knowing. And while we might grieve what changes about us, we remember that what is at our center is unshakable. This radical free faith that endures through impossible odds and continues to be a voice of justice and wholeness in our world. So that's my list. If people only knew five things about us, I wish they'd know those five things. Number one, we are historic. Two, we are religious liberals and radicals. Three, we are united by our principles and covenants, the promises we make with one another. Four, we make an impact. And five, we are a living, breathing, growing tradition. My list is not authoritative, of course. I want to know what you would add to that list. How it would sound, what it would look like if you shared from the heart about what you love about being a Unitarian Universalist. Or if you're new, what you're discovering about being a Unitarian Universalist. Our voices, diverse and valued and holy, weave continually this tapestry of who we are and who we want to be. May it be so, dear friends. Blessed be. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit our website at www.ucl.org, where you can find more information about our grounds, staff, and upcoming events. You can also subscribe to our e-news there and learn about our virtual service offerings. We'll see you next week.